0: Should we
1: not start out? should we just not do the intro and stuff?
0: Yeah, let's do that.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't have an intro. I haven't written one, so we'll just crack on.
1: I've got an intro. Dun, 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 dun.
0: The Ealing Cricketer. That's not an intro. You're just repeating the intro jingle.
1: Yeah, but I thought it would sound better, because I thought we were going to get a new jingle. Should we ask if they want a new jingle? Do the listeners want a new jingle? I don't know. Maybe they want the old jingle. Sometimes the old ways are the best ways. Okay, let's play the original jingle now. The Ealing Cricketer. Do you
0: have any ideas for a new jingle? Have you thought of anything? No, I prefer the one we just heard, actually. I like it. We don't need to change it. All right, let's, let's stick with it. Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for all those that listened to, the, to our return. This is episode two. And wow, what an episode we have. It's actually a really special one, DP. We have a special guest. And he is pretty special. He's been someone that we've always wanted to get on to the podcast. And finally, we have achieved it.
1: Do you know what else is special? The listeners won't be able to see this. But do you know, like, people have their things about what they do on podcasts and have their own... This is going to be my thing. I'm going to wear that every podcast.
0: You're You're going to wear your baggy green, your Ealing
1: baggy green. Yeah, I'm going to wear my baggy green to every episode from now on. And I think if I don't, you can find me, and this has been recorded, you can find me whatever you want. You've heard it here. Baggy green it is every episode. I love that, actually. Yeah. I think you need to bring something to the table. So that's your challenge for the next episode. You need to, you need to bring something that you have to don, aka wear, or show. I mean, the listeners aren't going to see it, but I can see it. And if it's not there, the fine... I mean, the fi- the, the fines are... could be anything. It could be anything, manga, But... Let's move on. You you were saying, I mean, we we've got um we've got the H bomb on, on, on the program today. I, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. There's so much, so much to discuss. Well, I mean, he he, he must have been somebody that
0: that um you must have brought through, he must have been one of one of your one of your first like real real prodigies
1: that you must have coached. He was one of the youngsters that broke into the first team um during the heydays, as you call them, Mungo. Um and to be fair, if I can describe him in, in, in sort of one sentence he is one of the hardest working cricketers who ability wise and this is me speaking honestly maybe shouldn't have made it but he worked his absolute ass off and he got to where he has got to because of the effort uh, and the way you know he, he trained and, and and put everything into the game so basically harry uh, lee doesn't think you should have made it
0: pre-season starts tomorrow Lee P. what, pre seasons in 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 your lifetime have, have they ever been important for you? I mean, how long have you been have you been hitting balls this winter?
1: Yes, I have played at the Eden Golf Club last week. Really, really good round. Started off quite well. Back nine not so great. Went and played mini golf uh, on my week off uh, half term last week. Just everything pulling to the left at the moment, unfortunately. So I just need to change my grip or maybe it's just my stance. But yeah, hitting loads of balls.
0: And they're like cr- cricket pre seasons uh, for Ealing, they're, so they, they're not been they're not featured for you.
1: Oh, cr- cricket! No, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> well, I imagine I won't be seeing you there, but um, there there will be a few of us down there, and we will be hearing from the boys from training. Tip bits from training will return. What are you most looking forward to, Lee P? What this the pre season time brings?
1: What what got me excited? I don't know if you saw this today. Was the uh, the EC? ecc 3s Instagram post story. Did you see it? I did. I did. That, that, talk, the, talk the listeners through what it, what it actually said, if you can remember. That got me excited.
0: It was, it was a certain Nabil Irfan oh. sending a message in saying, You lads going to be training from this way? It's just the appetite. It, his venerable stage of his career. I mean, he has taken hundreds. Hundreds of league pals. But that to just be, you know, mid-fed, late fed, I'm gonna be there. Sets a precedent. It's a precedent setter for the season. If Nabil's gonna be there, we're gonna be there. But you're not gonna be there, but we are gonna be there.
1: <laughs> I just, yeah, I saw today, and actually, uh it actually uh, that was it wasn't three seconds. For a second, I was like, oh, I should go down, and then yeah, I didn't bother. I didn't, the the uh, the thought in my head disappeared very quickly. But yeah, that did excite me for the one second I saw it. Also, someone like you, someone who's
0: prodigiously naturally talented as you are, you know, with your effortless ball striking, used to bowl seam, just like let's just pick up off spin and, and win a couple of of national titles bowling off spin. And preseason, I mean, like, what would be the point? You don't want to show everybody up as well. Oh, the bloke who's only got one knee and no hips or whatever, whatever your, was wrong with your body. Like, if you come across and start dominating preseason, how are the boys going to feel?
1: Yeah. No, I completely agree with everything you've just said. But the honest truth is is that when you get to my age and the beasts and the holts and the, the other boys that are you know, the Stephen Scott that are getting on a little bit and play when um when asked to I think when you have a family and work commitments and we don't have the the leisurely time you youngsters have, yeah, preseason uh, nets is a, is just a, an absolute no-no.
0: Well, I feel like the beast, the beast himself might surprise you. I think he 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 chucked a message uh, on on a on a group chat today saying that he can't make it this week because his back seized up. But that, that is suggesting that he would have come if it had not. Is that, do you think, the case? Or is it just a convenient excuse to have a leisurely time at home before the season starts? Both. I think
1: his back is probably gone. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd rather just stay at home and uh, play on his guitar. Loves playing on his guitar. Good guitar player, actually. Yeah, I think if you, had to, if you had to ask him, and we might do actually, when we get the chance to speak to the Beast, if you'd rather you know, play on his guitar for an hour or go for a hit, I know, I know exactly what the answer is going to be. You can't hurt your back playing the guitar.
0: Actually, I think you'll find that. I found my back seizes up when I play the guitar in the wrong position, just so hunched over. You know, just Anyway, maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I need to speak to Beast about it. Let's hear about AJ. How's he been? It's been a couple of weeks now since we last spoke to him. How's he doing? Yeah, he's, he's lost four teeth. He's lost four teeth? Well, in the last couple of weeks?
1: Well, not lost them. They've fallen out. As, as you grow older, as you know, the go your, your teeth fall out. So the fourth one, he's got no... He, all he wanted for Christmas was his two front teeth. That didn't happen. Uh, bottom right was gone and then bottom left was gone as well. What?
0: Was, has the tooth fairy come?
1: It's very expensive being the tooth fairy. I'll tell you that for free. What, you're the tooth fairy? No, no. You you stole my teeth from under my
0: pillow when I was younger. Can I have, can I have my five quid back? <laughs> I want my teeth back,
1: Lee. Give me my teeth back. Can't believe you stole my teeth. For, for all our youngsters listening, I'm definitely not the tooth fairy, but I do pay her wages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's all good. I think
0: we might as well crack on with it. Do you want to ask him what his word of the week is, Munger? Oh, week? yeah, go on then. AJ, what is your word of the week? My word of the week is tennis. Ah. Thanks, AJ. What a treat. What an absolute treat. Now is the perfect time to throw over to our interview with Harry Potter. Let's cue it up. Okay, then. The Ealing Cricketer Podcast, you are lucky listeners today. We have, oh, well, Special doesn't do the man justice, but to give you a sense of who he is, it's been a while since we've done this, but I think we should start with with the stats. You know, I'm a stats fiend. Let's start with the stats. He's He's got 85 Middlesex Prem wickets at 17.1, with the best of seven for 31, pretty casual. Uh, on top of that, his first class, uh, 53 first class games in the County Championship with 167 poles. Average of 26. Economy right of a sliver over three. 27 list A wickets. At shade over sixes. 23 blast pals. He's a Royal London Cup and Middlesex Premier League champion. Harry Potter, Podders, H-Pod. Welcome to the Ealing. Greg Thanks
1: for having me. I feel honoured. I feel very honoured. Obviously, obviously, because, obviously because I'm, I'm on here. You're not really keen on, on Mungo itself, really. Well, I I did grow up looking up to you, Lee. So yeah. And that's all we need to hear from Harry. Thanks for your time, buddy. Have a great day.
0: <laughs> this is gonna be absolutely insufferable. But Bollus, before we get onto your onto your adult cricketing exploits, your career, your Royal London Cup runs with with Ken, um, a bit of Caribbean, and we will get to the Caribbean.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a trip.
0: I actually remember the first time I saw you play cricket. And it will have been for you something like an under-17 Colts final. I was playing on the neighbouring pitch with the 13s and we just won comfortably, you know, standard. And you were batting with a runner. Do you remember this?
2: Was I just too lazy to run or was I actually injured? (laughs) Probably the first. (laughs) Um, I don't remember that, actually.
0: You've not won for one. The runners run. You've wandered over to square leg umpire out of your crease. They pulled a stump out and you were given out.
2: Do you know, was this at um, a school ground?
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
2: I do remember that. And I remember walking off, arguing with everyone. I, I'm not out. You are, mate. The rules say you're out. No, I'm not.
0: i am just not one to deep extra.
2: It was like one of them ones, you know, at school when you lose and you just pick the ball up and go, I'm not playing then. I, was like, I couldn't believe I was out. I, do you know what? I've never batted with a runner since. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Cult stuff is so brilliant. Random stuff happening the whole time.
2: It's, it's even better when you don't know the rules. <laughs> I still don't.
0: There are way too many, to be fair.
2: Way too many, and it's boring.
0: So dull. What stands out for you, then, from, from your time growing up at Ealing? What, what are the abiding
2: memories that stick with you? Probably Mr. Sethi smoking at Square Leg. is something that I, God rest his soul, lovely man, and was a a very good manager coach. Um, And he always used to like to drive with the captains to the game. So, you you know, your parents would drop you off and he'd he'd tell them, he'd be like, "Uh, he's coming with me this game. You know, gym me up, lighting up a cigarette, you know, things you couldn't do now. Um, And he he would light up at square leg, but he was a belting human being. I'm pretty sure he was my coach all throughout it, actually. Yeah, I think he was.
1: But he, he was my first memory of ECC. I don't think that is in the ECB coaching manual. And that is proper, proper old school. But do you know what? Weirdly, coming from an old school, um, you know, way of life and how things have changed. I do miss that kind of stuff. I don't know if Harry, you remember a guy called Bert Worthy. There was a story of him when he used to drive um, uh, to the games and he had no reverse gear. He, he always, yeah, yeah. So whenever he parked, it he to make sure that he could, he could, he could get out. And he used to smoke like a chimney. And he, he always had great st- stories. But like that, that era of uh, of gentlemen, we'll call them, of of elite career club, it was just so unique. And you're right, H He was, um, he was just a he was, he was a legend. that was just proper, proper old school, old school way of coaching. I just remember Bert
2: being the most tanned person I've ever seen. He had the best tan ever.
0: If you have no reverse gear, you can't use a car park. Because either you can't get in or you
1: can't get out. No, you can. He, I, the Birdworthy Worthy, H will tell you that he found a way. And I don't, I don't know how. He also, he, this is a true story. You refused to have his car mot for some reason. <laughs> Probably because it didn't reverse. Probably because it'd be spending over ten k. <laughs> That's a true story. It's like anything. You never go into a test knowing you're going to fail they
0: would have to revoke his license
1: yeah exactly exactly right no never, never had never had this car motied uh, only went forward um and stopped the car yet to get out <laughs> i think
0: i think i think we should we should we should briefly mention um like th- those ealing summers when you're younger. And I caught the end of, like, those those summer courses when they were, like, when they, when they when, like, obviously, in my mind, when they are at their peak, but that's because, obviously, I was growing up and all of, like, all of the really talented lads in, in the years above me were playing. But what do you remember about, like, running around, dealing, like, in your summers and, and those courses and, like, the academy and stuff like that?
2: I remember Friday nights at the cricket club being the place to be. Um, there was a, a period of about five, six years, I reckon, where it was, like... All your mates to go to the cinema, but if you weren't at the cricket Club, you're a loser. Because it was unbelievable. Obviously I stuck out like a sore thumb because I didn't go to private school, but it was fantastic.
1: I used to remember, Mungo, when uh, on a Friday night. And I actually, I did, looking back at it now, I still don't know how I used to get away with it. I don't know if you remember this H. I used to drive my car and stop it sort of every 15 metres, crank the music up and then stand on the roof of my car and just start dancing. And then all the kids would come over <laughs> and stop exactly what they were doing, learning to play the you know, the straight drive with the pull shot. <laughs> because, crazily and I even took requests. I was like, what song do you want to hear? Baby Shark, Baby Shark. <laughs> DJ, DJ. Great times, hey? great times.
2: To be fair, that actually, that feels like that went on for a lot longer than just that time though. Because <laughs> I remember training with that in the background. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, as far as cricket club goes, everyone was pretty envious if you played freeding as a as a youngster. It was it was a very good place to be.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like, with all with all the success that the senior stuff was showing, and like your your era of cults as well. There are so many of you that were so talented. With like you, I mean, like with O's and Milo being like sort of the older end of that, with Wakers, and then I mean, there were so many around your age group, your your brother, of course, as well. Very accomplished cricketer. I imagine you had many a A backyard battle as well before playing plenty of Colts cricket. How old were you when you realised you were better than your older brother at cricket? And how did that make you feel?
2: Um, Probably, I actually went to singing, acting and dancing school for two years. And when I bottled the end of season show by crying and running off, I probably thought that I'd be a better cricketer than actor. So probably around nine, I reckon.
1: Weirdly, weirdly, everyone thought that was part of the performance. I thought it was quite good. (laughs)
2: No, my brother was always better than me growing up, actually. You know, he kept wicket, bold leg spin, bold seam, batted. And I don't really know how how it happened. Um, It just did. One of life's mysteries, but it just happened.
0: You reckon younger brothers are at a natural advantage playing against older brothers rather than the other way around? I certainly feel like if Ned was was older than me he wouldn't have been you know like as much fodder as he was in the back garden for me you know I would have got bowling it would have been a challenge but
2: (laughs) I mean yeah I I don't know when. I just don't know when I became better than Alex
0: maybe you're still not maybe he's
2: maybe maybe I'm I'm just blagging my career
0: maybe he's just a dormant international cricketer
2: (laughs) if there's anyone that can blag it it's me trust me
1: yeah Alex, Alex, got, Alex got bored. He was like, yeah, go on then, H. That's all you, mate. I'm done.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, your time.
0: It's all you, everything you know, Now just go away, fly away, and go and play some professional cricket somewhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it was necessarily battles. I would say so it was arguments. Mm. But I never lose an argument. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm, I don't want
0: to take it any further than that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> suddenly, your face changed. It's like, but I never win an argument.
2: <laughs> never lose.
0: <laughs> so, when did you start then playing playing lots of senior cricket? When did that start becoming a part of a part of your and like amidst all of, I imagine your middlesex stuff and, and whatever? When did you start cracking on with that? Oh,
2: I probably started about thirteen in the fifth team playing at North Acton playing fields with I remember playing a game once and um I hit Bob Fisher in the mouth and I felt so guilty. I was bowling, I didn't punch him. I was bowling and he was keeping and he probably thought, oh this like young skinny lad he can't bowl and just smack in the mouth. Was he arguing with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guess who <laughs> lost that not me <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah probably my my earliest memories were the fifth team and then moving up into the fourth, where you had alan price bob fisher linley he was a he was a greater i still see him now actually because he goes down and watches somerset a fair bit um so i still bump into him every now and then but then just as a youngster looking up to the first team because they were smashing it like i remember going to watch them at the oval in the final they were unbelievable days I know Lee's here, so Lee, cover your ears, but he was actually quite inspirational at one point. <laughs> but um, no, they were like unbelievable days. And then there was, I think it was the final uh, Ealing beats Sunbury at home, and Blanny hit the winning runs with a with a scoop. I think it was, it was a sweep or a scoop. Oh, that was an unbelievable day. And, and I remember that day. Really I, got
1: a, I remember that day, H. I got a first baller. <laughs> I got a first baller and Tahir came out. I think we won won the game eight or nine down. Yeah, it was a good game. We needed 40 to win, uh, eight or nine down or whatever it was. I remember walking out to bats and I was getting stick from... uh, I can't remember his name anyway. And I just... (laughs) Cover drove one. Yeah, you heard me. Straight to uh, extra cover. Out from naught, and And that was it. And then, yeah, Blanny... It was Blanny's last game as well, H, wasn't it? It was, yeah. That
2: was Blanny's last game. But that was... Just watch, like... It, that team at that point was unbelievable They had Colte Lee Pepsi Tahir Jackson Bird played, but I don't think he played because he wouldn't he wouldn't have been allowed to pick he was an overseas player uh, Samir Patel Simon Hawke, Luke Stoughton. like just an unbelievable team
0: when did you start when did you start playing playing some first team crickets um then like 2013 2014 that sort of time
2: I can't remember. I remember my first year was the last year of the six or seven year run. So whenever that was, because I remember we won the league my first year and that we didn't win it the next year, but that was the end of like a six or seven year run. So I can't quite remember the the year.
0: I think that'll be 20, 2012 or 2013. Leapy would be... Yeah, it
1: was. It was because it started, I started in 2005 and since I joined the club, we won the the league seven years in a row just i just, just as a reminder among i don't want to i don't want to keep rubbing it in or mentioning it but yeah
0: H, like the, the amount we hear it was impressive
1: website, though it is impressive if you think about
0: it no no, no one else has ever retained it and they want it seven years in a row and they never
1: shut up about it no no <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i never will i never will
0: um okay i think i think it's time we talk t20 h what do you what would you remember of, of that run leading up to leading up to the finals did i actually i don't know much about it i don't, and i don't know how much you featured did you did you play much?
2: yeah i did yeah i i only have really have apart from the finals day i only really have one memory and Lee, all rem- i think lee might remember but we were sit- lee was obviously dj and we came up we were batting and they bowled a wide and we both looked at each other and went we love wide <laughs> <laughs> And ever since then, we just Lee had a thing, just really random stuff, actually. Yeah, like Lee was a very good impersonation of of a stump <laughs> losing his bail, and then I, I, and then that's when the roar came about, wasn't it? But I can't remember what
1: brought that on. What's the roar? I think we I think we just had a yeah, we just had a relationship when you know H H was breaking into the team, and I, I don't know why it's sort of it's, it's like you take someone under your wing kind of thing, and we, we were both sort of. You know, opening bowlers, quickish bowlers, and we both, both were in our role. And uh, for some reason, I saw him as as, as the future. And uh, as you do, you, you you try and make it. You try and make it as as. He's obviously a little bit nervous, so I try to just break the ice. And for some reason, we started just doing random stuff. So there's actually a video clip, and I have it somewhere, of in the final uh, at Chelmsford, just before Harry's about to bowl. The it zooms in on him, and obviously gives his name. And he actually, see, I used to always go to him. I used to go. Wow. And you actually see him go on TV. I you know, guess <laughs> <laughs> just about just about before he's about his ball his first ball." But yeah, I think that was just the thing that we that the, even a lot of the guys, you know, the Peps and the Holtz and those boys, when whether the youngsters came through, you just find a way to make them feel comfortable the, and and part of the and part of the setup. And me, me and H, we had a we had a very very a very good relationship. It was just it was it, it was we did odd things, very odd things.
2: We did. But it, it was such an easy team to go into. It was brilliant. Hey,
0: John, I'm just gonna say two words, Q, q words, and I just want wh- whatever whatever comes into your mind. I'm gonna say Caribbean and I'm gonna say passport.
2: Hang I mean, is Caribbean one word or two words? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting. Obviously, first real trip away from parents, you know, what unbelievable prize that was. Sort of never been away without my parents before, or without a teacher to hold my passport for me. And I obviously I must have handed it over, and God knows where it is now. There's there's some bloke in in Barbados called Harry Podmore.
0: <laughs> when when did you find out that you'd lost it on the tour?
2: Literally when Holtie was like, is it? we were leaving that day. He's like, has everyone got their passports? He's like, yeah, be in the room. Uh, sort of looked through all my cases and clothes, and it just it just wasn't there. And I was like. I definitely came out here with it. Like, it must be it. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, I was gutted. Well, I say I was gutted. I was gutted at the time because it was quite daunting. But Lee P, as Lee P does, stayed with me.
1: Yeah, Lee, that's so nobly you. No, no. Another, <laughs> I saw it as an opportunity. Another day in Barbados. And I'll sum up our last evening stroke day. We did as we did every evening with the boys. We had our own fines meeting, didn't we, H? We did. Uh, I think it was in the bar. Thai backyard kickboxing or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, we also had to pick a fighter. Whichever fighter lost, we had to do a shot. So that was quite good. That was quite fun. We also had an appointment, I think, with the police. I think it was at 8 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> didn't we? Which we had your parents had organised. So we went to bed, as you do, uh, at about 4. <laughs> <laughs> went straight to the uh, police station. They filled out all the forms. We must have been there for about an hour or two. Made us sit down. They had... They- us at all? No, they didn't enjoy us at all. I don't know why. They filled out all these, for- filled out all these forms, and then as they were about to finish them and sign them, H's mom called to say, "No, no, don't worry, just go straight down to the embassy. They'll print your passport out." <laughs>
2: so we sort of, leave- we both looked at each other like, "Come on, then." <laughs> we just left, so they hated us even more. Oh, it was an unbelievable day. Unbelievable day. yeah it was. Yeah. And all that effort, and then they take it off you when you get back to England.
1: <laughs>
2: Ridiculous!
1: So you left with a passport, lost the passport, got back and didn't have a passport. Yeah,
2: I, I've just I can't put it into words what happened. But as a trip, H, that was um, it was awesome, wasn't it? What a trip! It, it was, was good. It was good. I mean, that was we. I think we were the last year for that prize, actually, which is correct. The right result. Yeah, yeah, correct. But also that, like, I don't think I've ever drunk rum again. <laughs> If Lee P was a very
1: fine master. A few more for you, quickly. Um, one day we went to the rum experience. Obviously drank quite a lot of rum and got back outside and the bus wouldn't start, so we had to push start the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and on the second to last day, or maybe third to last day, we had a, um, a boat cruise. Um, obviously booze involved all day as well. But as we got to the boat, we'd been a little bit hungover from the night before, and obviously the boat was in the in the dock Holti jumps straight into the dock because he's so hungover. The captain comes screaming around because this is against the law, you can't do that. Holti jumps back into the boat. Uh, Captain shouts, who's in charge here? And Pave puts his head up and goes, me? (laughs) It was a shambles. It was absolutely shambles. But one of the best, one of the best times I've ever, it's in my top four, maybe five trips I've been on in my life. Fact. I think it was... We we went to this like club ground.
2: It was in like a little village, and the bus driver was like, "Look, people are gonna ask you for money. Whatever you do, don't give it to them." But then obviously, <laughs> the, the the bus was always supplied with Banks beer, and Dan Lambin, for whatever reason, some bloke popped his head in the door of the bus and was, "Ah, oh, can I borrow some money?" And he just, yeah, you go. Never saw him again. After specifically being told, do not give anyone money. Yeah,
1: good trip, good times. It was it. it was so good. Let's
0: smash cut then. About four years later, because you, you you then you played a couple of years of quite a lot of feeling, and then you started playing more and more with with Middlesex, wasn't it? And you went out on loan to other places as well. You uh, saw in your um, your your quick info because I did do my research said that you were farmed out to Glamorgan as a youngster. And um, what what were a farm animal, Harry? What farm animal would you be?
2: Oh. That's a very good question. Probably probably a pig. <laughs> why would you be a pig? Low maintenance, pretty dirty, and I eat a lot.
0: Simple to the point. Leapy, farm animal?
2: Uh ooh,
0: A horse. I'm not gonna ask why you're a horse, is she? Uh, but but then suddenly, and this is where we started crossing over. My first year, you actually came you came back and played most of that season where we won the league again in 2017. Christian's first year as captain. And I've got a couple of stats from Potters from that year. Some good, some very good, and actually some not so good. Uh, your bowling was good. You got 20 wickets at 12 and a half, which is all right.
2: Yeah, I'll take that.
0: But then you scored 49 runs at 9.8.
2: <laughs> uh, I wasn't backed enough.
0: Nah, not enough support.
2: I wasn't given the freedom to play my natural game. You know, I had a very nervous, anxious captain on the verge of winning his, you know, first as captain and it just didn't make me at ease and i am i need to fly i need to go
0: i was i was having a little scroll for for one reason or another just like looking at your instagram see if there's anything from that time because i was basically i was hoping to see if like you'd just not done a post about the boys but you had um, <laughs> and your caption was it's a it's a picture of, of, of the team that won the league and, and we're all in it and your caption is i finally turned up I'm actually standing next to you, but I didn't get a tag in the post stage. And I was just wondering if you've got some sort of issue with me. or Because you tagged other people in it.
2: Just because at that time you were underage and there's a slight, you know, safeguarding issue.
0: Oh, oh, well, if that's it, if it's a safeguarding thing, then obviously that's fine. Like Lee driving on the pitch and dancing on cars. Is...
2: I told you, I don't lose.
0: <laughs> the other thing that I saw when I was researching is that I saw that you liked your own post.
2: Self-love, if you don't love yourself, who else is going to love you? Love that, love that. <laughs> I don't lose.
0: <laughs> love that. I did a little research and you actually liked all of your posts up until March, 2019. And then you stopped out of nowhere on March 24th, nine days after your previous like, what happened between the 15th and 24th of March H? I, want, I need to know. This is like a big life decision.
2: Yeah, I think the problem is I was just getting too many likes, so I was just uh, didn't want to make it any worse.
0: You were showing up, really, weren't you, with the number of likes you're
2: getting? Yeah, I, you know, I was just like, I know I love myself; it's fine.
1: You had you had nothing to prove, H. You're done. You had nothing to prove anymore.
2: I was done. I might delete. <laughs> you. I, that's how much I know I've completed it. I might just delete it.
1: Well, also that that
0: would have been after the awesome Royal London Cup run in 2018 as well. You probably thought, well, you're, you're, you're big enough now. I don't need to keep boosting your own profile with your own likes.
2: Yeah. I didn't win that. I won the league. Didn't win Royal London that year. So what's the point of posting about it?
0: That, that I mean, we, 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 we don't want to keep you forever and ever. And there's obviously so much we could talk about with with your professional career and especially obviously with your, with your time with Ken and... We we mentioned your, your Red Bull stats earlier. They are like nothing short of outstanding. Ooh ooh ooh! What?
1: Yeah, are we luck? Like, can we? Can we? What? What are the, the questions that were sent in for H? We spoke about it earlier. Am I allowed to ask it?
0: Oh, oh yeah. We do have. A, I was going to wait till a bit later, but
1: I've got a feeling I might know what's coming here. Eh?
0: We we could do the plan.
1: It is anonymous, so I can't obviously mention who it is. But it did come in from seven blokes. It reads. <clears throat> Why is your mom so fit? <laughs> Dog, there's a reason I look the way I do, and it's because you know
0: I had a nicely prepared segue into into talking about Harry's professional career, which is very impressive. And you just go and ask that. I'll,
1: I'll tell you something for free. I like all his mom's pictures on Instagram. <laughs>
2: he probably does as well. That's the, that's the worrying thing.
1: Oh. Uh.
0: All right, well, thank that off. Well done, Harry, and your first-class wickets. Let's just crack on to the real <laughs>
2: one. I thought you were about to say your first-class mum then. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I want to talk briefly about the semi-final in 2018 because I, I, I actually remember seeing that come up on, like, cricketing newsfeeds and whatever. And um, But before, like, I saw on, on any of... Of either Ealing social media or yours, talk us through. You come into bat in a semi-final, sixteen off twelve. On a bloke on on hundred at the other end. How are you feeling?
2: I don't, I don't get that nervous. It was a pretty for me. It was a pretty simple equation: was the bloke's on hundred, get him on strike. You know, and they had we hadn't been. I was on a bit of a high after starting quite well at Kent, so everything was actually going quite well for me. And sometimes when, when when you get waves like that, everything just seems to fall into place for you it's It's hard to explain
0: no i feel like I feel like a lot of people that play that play sport a lot will will know that feeling of like you just feel like you're not only getting you're not only feeling super confident in yourself. it feels like every decision you're making is the right decision, and you're getting the rubber of the green every now and again when you need it
2: all the time yeah, and it, it's just you know you could bowl a ball, you could bowl a a rank long hop and it get hit straight to the man and everyone goes oh what a fantastic wicket that was!" it wasn't really was it if you look at it but when things are going your way they're going your way or you
0: can just like drill a ball over extra cover take your team to lords just like just the way it goes really isn't it
2: yeah there's only a few select to do it like AB Faf Jack Callis Harry Podmore Joss Butler there's only a few that can do it
0: in the big moments the big players step up really as the headline
2: well yeah it's either that or the people that don't really have much going on up top to realise that there's pressure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Guilty.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll be why I hit one down deep square first game of last season. <laughs> Five to win, four balls, out, game over.
2: Way too, you're probably judging the wind, the angle you need to hit the ball at, and just hit it. Sea ball, hit ball. Must have felt
0: amazing then this summer just gone to go through that whole process again. Massive rule, London Cup run with Kent, and then to just go and win the final and win it quite comfortably in the end.
2: Yeah, I think so. I've actually, It was the first trophy win that I've actually... Obviously, won the T20 with Kent, but I didn't play in the final, and then the championship with Middlesex didn't play the final game. So it was nice to finally not look like John Terry in my jeans on the side and actually get a chance at lifting the cup, which was nice.
0: Yeah. And you, I'm right in saying that you, you were coming off the back of last year, quite, quite a long spell out with injury as well, weren't you? You, you missed lots of the start of the year.
2: I did. Yeah. The, uh, what was last year? Last year was 22. 21, I tore my side in between my 11th and 12th rib. It was 90% off the bone, which was really painful. And I came back from that. And then my knee last year sort of just gave up, really. So, yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, as a lot, I, I actually do get a lot of stick about my celebrations, but that's usually a lot of pent-up frustration. I seem to let it out when I'm playing.
0: I mean, it, it's pretty well documented that, obviously, injury in cricket, especially with bowling, is, like, such a part of, like, everyone's lives, that bowls. And I, was, I guess I'm wondering, it's like, whether the time that you've spent injured is is one of the reasons why you ended up getting involved with with sporting chance.
2: I think so. I think obviously you know when your your job is to play cricket and you're not doing that. Like I only moved to Kent to play cricket, right? And then I'm not doing that. I'm far from my family, I'm far from my like original friends, you know, I live on my own. It yeah, it was just it was a lot. It can be quite a lonely time actually, you know, and considering your playing cricket for a living it almost makes it a lot less glamorous when you're going through some stuff like that which you know but which a lot of people wouldn't see because they would just assume that you're turning up every day and loving it but it was a yeah it was a quite a lonely time
0: i can imagine mate. and what, why don't you talk us through briefly um about about sporting Chance and about what they do because i had a look at their social media and it is absolutely fantastic
2: oh i'm glad you said that because one of my one of my best mates is actually the uh Media bloke for sporting tonight <laughs> drop him a like and follow or tag or whatever, and he'll look after you um no look it's a fantastic um charity it's it's what has been known for mainly addictions um you know it could be alcohol gambling drugs, but they're really making a big push at the moment to uh, to try and educate people what they can offer in the mental um support kind of way um and that's their main focus at the moment, you know because obviously. Tony Adams the founder um, went through all his struggles and there's a lot of you know it is predominantly based on addiction um, but they're trying to really stamp their authority on the the mental health side of
1: things as well. I mean I don't know if there's any link but when I was in my final two years at school we used to go and do some um, outreach stuff and the obviously because of my sporting background we had a a company that I actually called Sporting Chance but their their work was mainly done uh, in the uh, townships, and that was from coming from a, a private school in South Africa and going out and doing doing work and uh, very 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 rewarding. And I'm assuming it's it's along the same sort of lines, but for different reasons. H,
2: yeah, I think so. I think if I mean, I would just like to be able to help people. You know, I'm not I'm not qualified to heal someone. Um, I'm not qualified to try and make them better but what i can do is i can let them know that there are certain avenues for them if and when they need it
1: i think the biggest thing and if we can ever use a platform um like this is that a lot of people actually don't talk about it i think with regards to mental health or 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 any issues there is there's now so much help out there so don't bottle it don't put in just reach out and uh, you know just talk i think it's quite important message that know, we can get off in month,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. and that th- i was I was going through a couple of the different posts, and there was something actually that I thought was really interesting, and it was what it means to be an athlete, and it was I guess referring to being a professional athlete, um but I guess it can be translated across to all people that exercise a lot it's it and it just said it's working towards goals, looking after your physical and mental health, practicing resilience, being part of a team, and above each of those, there was just a little icon. And above the one that said making sacrifices as an icon of a cricketer. And I just think that was, even if it's coincidental or not, that like a, an interesting choice given the amount of time that cricketers have and the short season, the long off season, the dealing with injuries. Um, I, saw this, I saw this stat the other day. And I think this is, I think it's pretty well documented that cricket has the highest percentage of professionals that struggle with mental health as opposed to other sports.
2: I think it's, yeah, it's. It's, it's, it, that was actually a really interesting stat, but it also doesn't surprise me, you know, the amount of time you spend away from your family it, the way I look at cr- cricket is a game set for failure, right? And even if you look at, like, if you look at the best in the world of like Jack Callis in his book, he said that if you actually put all of his stats together and all the games he played, he actually failed 50 percent of the time, which, I mean, you know, that's, that's quite an astonishing stat, really. Yeah, you can spend as a batter, say in a four-day game, you get out first ball, you get out for no runs. You've got a lot of time to think about it. Whereas football, right? You might a bad pass, got you get taken off. It's fine. You have got another another game next week. Ninety minutes done.
0: Yeah, and another thing with like in comparison with something like football is that especially I think especially with like the internet now and cricket scorecards being available to everyone. Anybody could, from anywhere could look at a scorecard for a game of cricket and have some sort of opinion on how a particular person played and say something rubbish about them. Like, oh, he got six off nine in a T20. That's rubbish. The bloke might have just creamed five balls at fielders and got a seed. Whereas they couldn't do the same with football. They couldn't see the match stats from a game of football and go, oh, that left back was, was rubbish, wasn't it? He was, he was average. He can't do it.
2: I just think that's, yeah, I completely agree with you. And I actually did a lot of commentary last year on t20s as i was injured and and that question actually came up like how do you deal with people that like abuse on and i was i was very blunt which got a bit of a death stare but it was you know i don't understand why people feel that they in between mates like fine like you can joke around and but like to actually go out of your way to attack someone of, of the game that they're playing, you know, no one goes out there to do badly. You don't think you don't wake up in the morning and think I want to do really badly today. You know, I wouldn't go to them and tell them they're rubbish at their job because who am I to say that?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Just, just back on the, um, on your point you make uh, with regards to, I mean, we, you've mentioned football. You always, you always ask someone, you know, when they get back after a game, what was the score? Now that score is a generalization of how the game went in cricket. If you're a bowler, you get asked how many wickets you took. Or, what your average was, yep. wasn't a batter, you get asked how many runs. It's very individual. Yeah. And it, yes, it is a team sport, but you you, you play for, you are actually playing for yourself. And that's where that pressure comes in, H.
2: Yeah. No, I sat on.
0: And also, H, what you were saying earlier about your big celebrations, whatever, it's because, like, it's, if something goes well in cricket for yourself, like it is, like it's you, you've done that as well.
2: It's almost like, almost like a, just a, you know, I've, obviously not i'm not a, i'm not a fast bowler right i'm a little bit up on the slow side but i'd like to rely on my skills.
0: The info has you as right arm medium actually mate but...
2: okay yeah so it actually does which you know i think is absolutely fair enough when you hit it for, for four over extra cover but again like i don't bowl quick i know that i rely on my skills uh, and the amount of people that would just abuse me for not bowling quick or whatever and it's like Almost any celebration is like almost like a couple of middle fingers. Cheers, lads! Thanks for coming. What, what does it say on your one, Mungo?
0: Uh, it says uni- university game uh, <laughs> versus Warwickshire, nicked off Tom Sibley. He did all right after that, but didn't amount to much, I suppose.
1: Well, Mungo's on there okay. as medium slow, so don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> Mine says right arm, fast, medium spin <laughs> mystery.
0: H, I think it's time that we get into to a couple of the questions that, we, that we've had sent in. A couple of Rod dealing teammates.
1: Here we go. Here we go. The,
0: the crux of it. The crux. We've got a couple. we got one from Asan Faraz.
2: Oh, gosh. Something about Glasper and Test Match, probably. Well, he
0: said, are you still scarred by the way that Christopher Glasper treated you as a child?
2: <laughs> the thing is with Glasper, right, again, me and Glasper had a very good relationship, but any rule, if as soon as he would lose, he'd bend a rule so that he'd win. And obviously, when you're a young lad, you're like, well, no, hang on, you didn't say that. He'd be like, no, I did. You're like, uh, uh, okay. You know, and it was, I beat him 90% of the time, but he he won 90% of the time. but like you an arguments. I'm not scarred. I'm just disappointed in Christopher.
1: <laughs> Mate, he uh, hates the game, though, doesn't he? He hates the game. He absolutely hates the game. He's also the only bowler
2: well, medium-paced bowler I know that takes up their toes before they bowl. (laughs) But if you're fast, you get away with that, but not at our pace.
0: Speaking of Christopher, he actually sent in a question of his own. (laughs) He said, would you say that all of your success in cricket was a direct result of the hours I spent in the nets with you, or just most
2: of your success? It's a good question. Uh, I I would say that It taught me that cricket can be fun, but unfair.
1: (laughs) Especially, Harry, if you're not in charge of the rules. (laughs) I mean,
2: yeah, he was the umpire, the coach, everything he was.
0: Cricket, fun, but unfair. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Before we end and we ask you the questions that we ask everybody at the end of every podcast, why don't we? Why don't we quickly, quickly? Um, how are you doing at the moment? You, you're now back at Glamorgan after being on loan there a long time ago. You must be super, super excited for a new challenge.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I've been in and around the lads. Like obviously, when I first started um, and I went on loan there, the director or the CEO or director of cricket was a player then, and now he's he's in the uh, quite a big role, and there's still a lot of the same faces. It's a really good club. It's the only team in Wales, um, which makes it a little bit cooler. Um, Lovely stadium, and and the blokes have been fantastic.
0: So that's the social media answer that you have to give. Very good.
1: It's very good, though, isn't it? I like it.
0: How are you feeling, Ed? What's it like in Wales? It's cold, isn't it? It's wet, isn't it?
2: Well, I'm actually in Kent at the moment, and I left there this morning, and I think I've been there for three months now. And it has not rained on one of them days. What? It's been raining every day. (laughs) Like, without fail. The sun will be out, it'll be raining. I'm not sure that's possible, but i like it. It's not the end of the world. Cardiff's a great city.
0: Cardiff is a top city.
2: Plenty going on. That's one thing I missed. Um, Obviously, being a London boy is... uh, The the Kent countryside or beach town is quite quiet for me. Um, So I'm looking forward to getting stuck into another city.
0: And, you know, pre-season stuff going on. Pre-season for Ealing Cricket Club starts tomorrow night, H. Any tips for how the boys should get themselves ready before the season starts?
2: Pitch it up, because there's no point in bowling short indoors. It makes (laughs) lose you into a full sense of pace, that does. And you, as you go outside, especially at Ealing, you get no back foot shots, you're going to get hit on the shin. So
1: pitch it up, keep your foot behind the line. Christopher Glasper bowls from 18 yards in the indoor nets for a fact.
0: And he tapes off his toes.
2: <laughs> he tapes yes. his toes. He bowls off 17 yards, bowls 70 miles an hour, and he tapes his toes. <laughs> <laughs> in a nutshell.
0: Can can you ever see yourself coming back to club cricket, do you reckon? Or do you think once the pro stuff's done, you think you, that'll probably be that for you?
2: Absolutely. I don't know anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket's been such a huge part of my life. So, I mean, to stop that would be almost a waste, really. Like, I spent so long doing it. Why would you then, why would you stop? So, yeah, 100%. But in, the, I might be too sore to come back and I might not be good enough anymore for ECC. But I, I, yeah, obviously acting is where my heart is so hopefully get back there.
0: Well that that was my next question. How many more operations does Lee need to have before you two play together again?
2: Joe, you know I think it's speaking to him this cool. He he's firing at the moment. He's
1: firing, he's ready to go. I'm just I'm just I'm an enigma. I've been told I'm an I'm an enigma. What does that mean, Mungo?
0: It means you're an outlier. You're mysterious. No one quite knows what's going on with Lee Barry. How does it all work? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with that. I think for me, when you get to my age, it's, uh, it's about, re- be, you know, I, we, I think we spoke about this in the last part. It's, it's about being around the, around the lads. Like Here's a question. What's, what's the biggest difference you find between the pro dressing room and the ECC dressing room when you were playing? I think it can all depend what team you are playing, but I don't think
2: there was that much of a difference. I thought it was all like... Because Ealing is a a good club, right? And they do, obviously, like they like to have fun, but they also do take the cricket seriously and it shows in their success they've had over the years. And I think judging, well, depending on what character you are, some people thrive under a less pressure situation or because sometimes dressing rooms can be a bit of a gas cooker. But if you're enjoying it and you enjoy the people you're playing with, like you do at Ealing, you can't go too far wrong. Warm-ups are different. (laughs) <laughs> there, there, there's no cheese, cheese onion and ham toasty whilst playing a game of football. But you know, as, as Mungo said, sacrifices
1: you make, right? I remember particularly one one day we had we had a we had a cup game on a Sunday, and we'd uh, won we'd won the Saturday, and obviously had a few drinks the night before. And Holty without fail, always had a big bottle of water that he had uh, on the shelf next to his seat. He used to sit by the window in the corner. And when he went out, <laughs> he went out to do the warm up. Um, I, for some reason, had a bottle of vodka uh, in my uh, under my seat, so I tucked his water out and I filled his bottle up with vodka, knowing that when he came in, he'd be one very very thirsty because it'd been out the night before. <laughs> and two, I knew he'd take a massive swig, so I made sure I was in early. He came up and he's very very hot hot day sweating. He turned the cap and he took the biggest <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> i <I've never seen. laughs> I think he's got a hundred. Oh, oh the thought of
2: that makes me shiver.
1: <laughs> so, so not much difference, eh? Hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be, but
2: like pranks like that, and what get the dressing room going, isn't it? Really, like if yeah. everyone's so serious, you like come, mate, have a day off. <laughs> but things like that they're good stories like the amount of stories that we still talk about now when I yeah. was you know or what I would have seen in the dressing room some of the best days ever yeah
1: agreed
0: okay so, so we can wrap up Um, I I sort of like I, I don't really like asking the question about like you know like best players that like people play with or against but I think a, a more interesting one would be for you like who's the most underrated cricketer that you've played with do you reckon
2: played with
0: yeah or against actually you could have either
2: I think I think Steve Eskenazi is quite underrated Um, he's done very well as of late Um, Chris Dent from Gloucester I think he's quite underrated trying to think who else have you heard of Ned Russell Ned Russell yeah I haven't no
0: it's my younger brother Harry and Lee's obsessed with him
1: is he is he a is he a gun no Mate, he got, honestly, Jets. Plays in the threes, Uh, bats 2-3. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Top bloke, legend, hero. Hashtag Ned Russell.
0: The only thing that's good about him right now is his rig. He's in, he's in good nick, and that's about it. I reckon I reckon he's actually got the best rig at the club now. I reckon he's, he's rigged out Milo.
2: Really? You were probably too young for Patrick Fallis, weren't you? Oh. Now, that bloke, he used to bring... Like a cool box with him, full of like nuts, protein, all. that And he was in unbelievable shape. Yeah, rig. We should call him the rig. He was the rig. He didn't use it, but he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was
1: the rig. Fellas. If I looked yeah. like that, I would milk it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to, to finish, to finish off uh, the H cast oh.
1: Very good. Yeah. Very
0: good. That was an open goal that I actually had to score. It was very, very I good. Love that. Question that we've asked all of our guests for, for, for Pods like these. These are all Middlesex League-specific questions. Yeah. Best away ground, best match tea, and then an Ealing game you remember? Best oh, best
2: tea? Is lunch counted? Is that, or is it, it had to be tea? Yeah. No, you can have lunch. The barbecue at Ealing when they used to do a barbecue was pretty good. Best away ground. I didn't mind Teddington. I didn't mind Teddington. West Hampstead was nice to bowl on.
0: Then you get seven for it,
2: Hampstead. Yeah, I'm glad. I forgot what it was, actually. Thanks for reminding me.
0: No, it was seven for 31, actually. I saw it earlier.
2: (laughs) I think that was actually the game where I took the new ball after you had taken the new ball season. Yeah.
0: Uh, It was probably a mistake from Christian, actually. Yeah, Mongo. Why didn't you open bowling for a bit? We got this. We got this pro, but we'll give we'll give him the old ball. You you just do it, I reckon. I was like, Yeah, all right, all right then. I'll do it. Harry opens one game, gets seven for one. My
2: favourite critting memory for Ealing can't go too past far the uh, too far past the T Twenty finals finals day. That was. I mean, need I say more? Not really. Right. No, short and sharp. I mean, it was an unbelievable day.
0: I think we've come to the end. H, it's been such a pleasure, mate, having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time because you're a busy, busy man. But it has, yeah, it has been, it's been a real, real treat.
2: No, thank you for
1: having me. The pleasure was all mine. I'd like to finish by saying uh, thank you to H for being just a, an absolute hero and, a, and an ECC legend obviously being a, uh, part of the older crew, watching him grow into the young man and the cricketer that he has become, and an inspiration to other ECC members. Uh, we are very proud of what you've achieved, H-Bomb, and honestly, yeah, I love you, bud. And rah! Yeah. <laughs> Apparently "ra" means love you
2: in dinosaur, so <laughs> Well, <laughs> in that case, rah-rah! <laughs> <laughs> love you, love you. <laughs> nice.
0: I mean posh. So can I join in? You can. You can join.
2: No. Nope. Oh, and he feels left out. Look at him. He's going to cry. Rawr. How do they do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the eyes. It's eye not the same, sick. mate. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not. It's not. Who's who? Are the actually, no, we're done, aren't we?
0: We're no, <laughs> you say whatever
1: you like. Is...
2: As you say, who are the up-and-coming young guns at Ealing Cricket Club right now? Easy. Ned Russell. <laughs> God,
0: God. If he get, if he if he gets more than a hundred runs this year, I'll be surprised. Total.
2: Oh, that's good then, because yeah, probably loving that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, as we were saying earlier about younger brothers, older brothers, maybe I failed him. He was meant to be the one. The younger brother's meant to be the one. I must his failures are my failures as a brother.
1: Ariel got this. I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the up-and-coming young cricketers at the moment, I think two names that will stand out are a couple of lads from the under-15s that had proper years last year um, in the in the twos and threes. And there is a young batter called Absar, who is a real player. He's with Middlesex at the moment. And a young off-spinner called Priyatam, who played in the threes last year a lot. And he got exactly three wickets, H., in all of the first ten games he played for the threes, and then he got moved up the twos, and he got two wickets.
2: Don't move much to the ones in.
1: No. If, if anything, if, if anything, you if, should, yeah. If anything, you should be playing the fives. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right.
0: Well, that 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 is all from that is all from us. Um, H will hopefully catch you at some point, maybe this summer or whenever you're back down in London. As always. See you. See you when we see you. Well,
2: oh, thank you for having me.
0: What an absolute pleasure that
1: was to speak with H. I mean, an ECC man through and through, uh, and we just look forward to you know supporting him on his uh on his cricketing journey. Mate, as you say, what a hero! What a ledge, What
0: great chat. To be fair, Leapy, that that probably that probably wraps up this episode for us. I mean, so much look forward to. We're going to have more guests. More training, any new players, stuff like that. We'll of course be be introducing them to you over preseason. Get yourselves down to preseason, and uh, thank you all so much for all of your feedback that we had from the last podcast. Um, I personally got precisely zero pieces of feedback after we asked for it on the podcast. Not one person messaged me and went, "Actually, man, I've I've got a couple of thoughts." So I guess that must mean it's perfect.
1: No news is good news, as they say, Munger Russell. So. <laughs> this podcast must be incredible. Uh, that's all for me. And that's all from me. Good night. Good night. The Ealing Cricketer.